Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made Welcome and the best practices the going forward. Online Subscribe to this podcast, podcast to learn what we're doing we and what we've done to build and scale propinfitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, um, so and to achieve financial independence. Ben's uh, particularly exotic because he's near London at the minute. And uh, what he does is helps fitness professionals grow their um, their brand visually. He is a photographer and he helps with, with all of that side of it. And I thought, actually, there's a lot. This is something that people do either really terribly or really well online. And there seems to be very little mobility between the two. So I think there's a lot of stuff that we can dig into with this. Ben, thank you for coming on. No, it's a pleasure. It's, it's always good to uh, share a bit of knowledge and talk business. Brilliant. So can you tell us a bit about your your journey and what's kind of led you up to this point? Because you you said you're currently opening a gym now as well. Yes. Yeah, so uh, back in 2011, I went on my first diet uh dropped a whopping 38 kilos um then from there i was in this position where i kind of loved the i loved meeting people who had gone through a bit of a journey whatever that journey was and like part with all the tough side of it i'm massively into my sport myself so it didn't really matter to me whether it was fitness or football or golf or tennis or whatever like that um, I used to work on the PGA golf tour, so I used to travel around Europe quite a lot and I was always away from home. And then I kind of got my camera out again, started shooting a little bit more, realized how much I missed the personal element of all of this lot. Handed my full time, I handed my notes in at my full time job at the end of 2017. And then from there on, it's been an absolute roller coaster to the point now that I had to open my own gym just to business sticking over whilst COVID's in play. So I'm sitting in a what seems like a, a sauna right now with no windows open just to make sure we can get a good audio on this. Um, but yeah, so it's been a, an amazing journey um, so far. But yeah, it's um, it's amazing just to be able to help people either advertise their business in a way that keeps the personal element of it there because I think a lot of people lose the personal trainer side of an online coach. Um or like the you know the personal element of an online coach, and then also I, I, there's nothing better than getting the confidence out of someone who's petrified about doing a photo shoot or anything like that, and then getting them to see actually they can look and feel good and walk walk out of here with a newfound confidence. Nice, that is quite a big, um, it's quite a big internal shift as well that that you can get from someone, and I think one of the big big resistances to um to doing that online is either imposter syndrome and thinking oh well like you know i can't really be doing this and fear of putting themselves out online but then there's also the oh i lack the the technical capabilities to to do good photography so i'm just going to accept that i'm just going to pump out terrible quality photos all the time and really selling selling themselves short with um with bringing their brand forward as well so um 
yeah, it'd be great to talk about some of that stuff too. But um, what's before we do? You you said you said that you you quit your job and then you've been setting up the gym to keep the business ticking over. Was there much overlap, or was it very much like a a jump into the unknown? Um. Well, let's put it this year, this February this year, so what, five, six months ago, I just wanted some sort of all-in-one cable crossover Smith machine to be able to work out at home. Um, I have a 10-month-old son who came September last year, and we haven't really got the space in the garden to be able to put something like, and my wife was like, we'll buy it, we won't use it, What's the point? even though we both go to the gym a lot. And... Um, so I put out on Facebook a little kind of, does anyone have any space, little kind of warehousey type space or anything like that, that I could potentially use for my photo shoots because this was all at the time where I found out legally I could still work through a lockdown because I was making advertising content professionals and um, business owners. So for me, it was like if I had a space still, be able, still to be able to work, I could then carry on. And then um, a bit of money sat to the side and I went, you know what, like, let's let's just go all in on this. And um, Watson are a week away from delivering a whole load of brand new equipment for me um, to basically help people look good. In. So it's been, yeah, February this February earlier this year. I had no intention of running a gym. Now I'm sitting inside a bit. Um, and... <laughs> Pretty much fully booked until like late, well, early October, but late, uh, sorry, October time, November time. So it's, uh, yes. Yeah, I think the one shift for me is I think people then realize because of the, I deal a lot with people's confidence that they can come to a private space and do what they want and there's no one else looking at them. Um, that for me was a huge tick. And the fact is, if we do go into another lockdown, I'm still legally allowed to work with other fitness professionals. So for me, that was like a no brainer. Go on. Go on. I, I, was, I was going to ask the main reason you got the stuff was to to basically a, a photo shoot setting and it's ended up becoming a gym is that right yeah like it, it was one of the problems i had is in the house we live in i didn't have a room to be able to work from because my son now has my old office right um so i was suddenly stuck i was sat there trying to work at home my wife seeing me sat on the laptop she's thinking oh you could you can be doing bits and pieces around the house and i was like i generally am really busy with work i need to work Obviously, coffee shops and all that lot weren't open. So it was kind of like I needed a space. Um, and then it was, I'm quite a spontaneous person. I, I don't know where these things come from in my head. I suddenly just think of new things. I think let's just try it and see what happens. And it was mainly just to be able to, I know legally I can still continue working. Um, obviously, I don't know how, how much you guys know about my business but i have a regular content shoot plan for pt so they shoot with me every three months so that means that they can pick to do a photo shoot with me if they want to do a gym shoot they can come to my gym obviously if they you know a lot of pts have still got great businesses running uh, or online coaches have still got great businesses running when we're in a lockdown so they still need content to be able to pump out and obviously if i can provide it to them at a high level in a private space that's safe that ticks all the boxes so what's the sort of standard like person that client you would work with then? So it's it's mainly is it offline PTs, is it all online PTs? What is it that they are looking for? Is it just stuff for social media or is it stuff for like is it like demo videos and 
like exercise demonstrations for programs like what's a standard package that you would do for a for a trainer? so in with my with mine i the package that i give that they can pick any type of uh, five photo shoots over a year so so they get four photo shoots every year but they get five different options so they can do a gym shoot a studio shoot like a lifestyle urban type thing so you know you get to see what they're like in normal life i also film people's workout libraries for them and i do a thing called body confidence which is getting predominantly females to feel confident in their own skin wearing lingerie it's not only fans it's not anything stupid like that it's more like kind of just getting people to just be able to go you can stand there in your underwear feel confident inspire other people and just it's not a sexual thing it's a case of like you can be proud and confident in your own skin um and i do i've, I've never looked at the, the numbers of it but i shoot with a lot of women um and i know that a lot of them um, this isn't me being sexist, it's me just being honest with the people that come to me. They say that they have a trouble with just being able to stand there and feel confident doing that and they're worried about the judgments and all of that type of stuff. So for me to able to enable them to unlock that often has bigger business implements than what they realise. This is a really, you're very clear on on the mission and the kind of underlying um, cause behind why people come to you. And I, I really like that. I think it's uh, it's you've really you've you've drilled down into the the root of what it is that you offer people why are visuals important in marketing yourself online it just stops people in their tracks isn't it it's the one thing that you kind of if someone's written a whole load of text in front of you i mean i personally wouldn't read it like i just i'm terrible with that type of stuff unless i'm really interested in the subject um but doing something creative visually um it i i it just it allows people to then have that moment of oh that's cool or all oh, that's different or you know being able to express themselves in a different way um so many pts and like you know online i say pts because it's easier things to say instead of online coaches but um so many coaches pts don't have the creativity you're great with structure and having that kind of like Hey, I want to nail down, get your car, like get your carbs low. I want to you up your calories, like whatever, like that. And you've got your trainer splits worked out in your brain before you've even looked at a client. Uh, yet when it comes to creativity, it's like headbutting a wall. Um, so for me, I can see. So I'll skip back a little bit. Um, before I started doing photography and fitness, I used to photograph BMX and mountain bikes. And for me, um, because I used to ride bikes and so on, I could see when someone was doing trick how they would want it to be photographed before i was a photographer because i could see that if they were doing the trick a certain way if you're doing a backflip you don't want to be photographed as you're coming back into landing when you've it just looks like you're in the wrong angle you want it to be completely when you're upside down 360 for example you want to be facing the wrong direction so i could see that visually as soon as i started to understand about fitness and learning about kind of muscles and everything like that then i could understand well hang on if you're trying to get your triceps to pop you need to be at this angle not this angle um so that didn't take me too long to get my head around and then the lighting element came quite quickly along with that and then i'm not someone who and i know some people might go oh my god you can't say this but i'm not a photographer who is hell-bent on getting like the most accurate photo i have come to realize that the best photos are the ones that you feel the best in so if you feel like you feel good and you know you look good, you're more accepting of that photo. Whereas if you have a bad experience, but the lighting's perfect, 
there's something about that photo that a lot of people don't like. Now, some people will say they're at the top of their game, they have to shoot with the best and all this, so everything has to be perfect, but perfect's only a judgment on the people that are looking at it. Like 90% of the people might look at it and go, that isn't perfect to me. Yeah. So, I, I, and, sorry, I, I know my work's at a level where it's far better than a lot of amateurs. Um, and also it's to a level where I can replicate it, you know, sometimes 20 odd times a week doing photo shoots. That makes a lot of sense. And I think at the end of the day, the the whole point of marketing and social media, like, yes, there is a tolerance in which it has to be um, accurate, but certainly we want to put our best foot forward. And if you're selling a service and if you're selling a result or you, you're wanting to feel good in yourself, as you said about like with the body confidence service that you do, you want to be able to show your your highlight reel. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you said as well about kind of being, as a photographer, the, the necessity of understanding what is the the shot that someone wants and what is the, the look that someone is looking for. And you need to understand the sport or the, the, the whatever the task is that someone's doing and get inside their mind. And I think that's just the sign of being a, a good businessman of being able to understand <clears throat> your, you almost read the mind of your, of your target market. And it's kind of why your, your gym has been successful because you were scratching your own itch. And so there were other people like you that wanted to solve that too. How do, so with someone who isn't a PT or an online coach, they might know what shot they're looking for. Like they want to make themselves look good or their client to look good, but they can't translate that image in their head to the mechanics of taking taking photos themselves have you got any tips for people who are just terrible with photography maybe they're using their phone or maybe they've they've bought a camera but haven't got the first clue on how to use it what they can do to to at least kind of upgrade the quality of their their visual material themselves that's all paid professional um, I'd say like the thing is when your business is growing and if you want it to grow, the, as you guys probably know, the more things you can outsource, the better, the more things, the more stress you can get off your plate, leave it to someone who's professional with it. However, the, the best advice I can ever give someone is to learn about lighting. Lighting is the only thing. If you don't have a great camera, if you don't have um, a lot of time, if you can find good soft natural lighting or you understand how to use harsh lighting um that you can take photos that would be more than adequate enough to, to be able to sell your services it's and understanding that like let me just i'll, I'll, yeah. I'll push on with this and then it will sure. come back so for example um we're in the summer right now obviously depending on what time you're listening to this but like you're in the summer right now um outside it is scorching hot the sun's out However, um, if you go behind buildings where the sun's not on you, the light's bouncing around all over the place, you get a really soft, natural light. If you're trying to show off definition someone, the more the light is above them and in front of them, then you're going to add all the shadow going down, which, which is going to make them look leaner, which is probably going to make them feel better in photos. So they're the two things that I would always look for, is can you find some down lighting that gives you more definition looking down that way? Or can you find some softer lighting which allows you, if you're going to try and take some portraits or something to just be able to show yourself off in images some really soft lighting where you look and go actually that all looks really nicely lit and soft there i'll shoot over there right okay so i guess it's it's a case of paying attention to the spots that have the best lighting and a bit of trial and error and it, i guess it's it's kind of like the stuff about down lighting and things it's stuff that 
probably most people are peripherally aware of, but haven't given it some dedicated thought to think, actually, th- these are the factors that I need to look for to get a good photo. So that's that makes a lot of sense. Literally, photography is all about lighting. It doesn't matter what lens you've got, what camera you've got. I, for example, I my, my um, on one of the trips up north, my camera, which is seven and a half grand, um, battery died, and I didn't have a spare one with me. I had a three hundred pound camera in my bag, and I did four photo shoots with that, and I earned exactly the same money. And the clients didn't know any different. So it proves that you don't need all the fancy equipment. You don't need to know anything like that. If you understand lighting, you can have very very basic equipment and still take amazing photos. And uh, outside of this, I also coach photographers how to improve their business and how to kind of market more. And I always say to them, let's say, for example, you were going to make 50 grand in a year. Wouldn't you rather make 50 grand with a 500 pound camera instead of making 50 grand with a 10 grand camera? Who's, who's got more money left? I mean, that's a that's like a YouTube video in itself, isn't it? Like I took a professional photo shoot with a 300 quid camera and no one could tell the difference. Like... <laughs> What? Why do you have then the the seven grand camera? Seriously, my ego. Right. <laughs> um, no. Um, so, in all honesty, um, when I was growing my business to a point where um, I was shooting a hell of a lot, and I've always wanted to be able to just say I had the best camera at the time. That for me was the one that I currently still got. I've had it for three years now and I wouldn't replace it unless I had to. Right. Um, the the money I invested into that, I mean, obviously when you're doing as many shoots as I am, um, the money fortunately becomes less relevant. Um, that's not me trying to be big headed or anything like that. It's really not my style. Like that's not me. I'm just saying like I could justify it effectively. Um, and the level of the photos, the, um, if you're talking very professional levels of photography here, um, more expensive cameras have a better range of lighting in them. So when it goes from the lights to the darks, it has a better reading of lighting and colors to be able to manipulate them in the future with a cheaper camera, you get less of that range, if that makes sense. So let's say there was like 10 colors in the middle of all like 10 shades from white to black my camera has like 15 or 17 so it's got a few more grades in it so the when you see a photo of it uh, most people would I, I mean even i would struggle to probably tell you it but when you're shooting the photo you can just see that little bit of difference and i suppose if it's like everything that, that that is what you do that's what you specialize in it does make sense to have especially if, as you say if it if it's financially justified to have the best kit even if it's just a, as a marketing angle, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, like my lenses that I've got, I mean, I haven't bought a new lens for four years. My 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 main lens that I use, I've had for, what, eight years? Right. So it shows that, like, you know, I mean, I don't rush out to buy new equipment. I've got a very good friend of mine who's a videographer and he's buying a new camera every three months because he gets bored of that one and then buys a new one. Yeah, I've had the same equipment and everyone would look at it and go why would you change it how's it going my name is Mate, and this is my sort of testimonial for propane business i mean honestly i think it's it's something that's worth doing if you're looking to maybe if you're thinking of signing up it's definitely something worth doing because they made me think about so many 
different things that I hadn't even considered. Like for example, my niche, who am I targeting the post ad, uh, how to target the ads and things like that. So it, the, the, my business is not really completely finished. I, there's still some things that I need to do. And what's great is that I still have access to all the information, all the videos so that I can still continue building my business up. So, so that's my, my take on it. I hope you found that useful and good luck. Yeah, no, it's, I think that the, this is what I mean. It, it's the best camera, but this is a quote from another famous photographer. The best camera is the one that's in your hand. Because if you can capture a moment, you can capture, I, I used to shoot weddings. I've done all sorts of other photography. If you can get a good photo of something that just captures something that means something to someone that means more than having a very expensive camera that you don't know what to do with it. You know, how many tourists do you see walking around with big old cameras? And I can look at them and go, there's five grand sitting on that person's chest. There's six grand sitting on someone's chest. And they're taking the same photos as you are with your iPhone. And they'll probably go to the same place. They'll go on Facebook, they'll go on whatever, and then that's it. Mm. What, what's the difference? If you can understand how to use the, the equipment and you can capture a moment, that's all you need. That's the equivalent of the... Um what was the guy called who used to used to do deadlifts with like plates sellotaped around the bar in, in like an underground laundry room? Pete Rubish. Pete Rubish. And he was, he was deadlifting seven, 800 pounds in like a pair of like dirty shorts and that and to, compared to the classic, like all the gear, no idea people that turn up in the gym and they've got like all the sleeves and the, the SBD belt and all this stuff. And they're deadlifting 120 kilos. Also, like it does, it does say a lot. I mean, I know, like in, for example, over in Dubai, a lot of the online coaches actually coach everything over WhatsApp. So instead of having this expensive laptop that sits and does that, they literally got a payments thing. They can do it all from their phone. They don't have to do that, and they still get amazing results. You don't have to have a fancy laptop. You don't have to have the latest iMac to be able to do your latest Canva graphics on. You can literally just use a phone and still get epic results. And what does that say about you and your business if you can do that? I think it's, it becomes a <clears throat> like a point of resistance for people where they see like leveling up their the, the creative sort of the the brand of their business and they think super expensive, going to need a very expensive camera, going to need expensive design work done. So they try and do it at home with bad lighting using their iPhone and it probably could be getting better results. But think it's they blame yeah. the equipment a lot of the time. It's like, oh well, you know, I haven't got the I haven't got the expensive camera. It's the it's because I'm shooting it from my phone. But it sounds like what you're saying is, if someone's at home, especially over the last year, they've not been able to leave the house. You still probably could get something that's like oh yeah, hundred percent. It's um and also like the amount of people I get that come in here and say to me, oh like they see a photo of themselves, they go, wow, that's incredible. You must have a great camera. And I'm saying. It's all well and good having a great camera, but it's like having a Ferrari and not knowing how to drive. Yeah. Unless, unless the person knows what they're doing. You could be like, I've done enough diets to probably be able to diet people for a photo shoot. I understand the process of it. And if I found the right demographic, me as someone who's never done any sort of like formal training could diet someone down. And I've often thought about just doing it for the sake of proving it to people that you probably don't need to know absolutely i'm not i'm not suggesting everyone now goes out and suddenly becomes an online coach even though they work in curries or doing whatever but i'm saying like as in i know enough knowledge about it but it's not over complicated it's just keeping it simple and that's what a lot of people get like overwhelmed with and they think oh yeah but this person's got this this person's got that 
Um, like unfollow everyone like that on Instagram. Don't follow them anymore. Follow your own path and actually just keep things simple and watch how easy it is to scale your business. It, it sounds like the what you were saying before about the the value of what you do is different. Like people, what people get out of it is different to probably what they come to you for. So like someone probably sees a competitor put up some brand new images on their Instagram and think, oh, well, I need to keep up with that. So they might try and do it at home and then realize they don't get the same results and come to like pay a professional. But actually it's sort of the confidence that gets unlocked as a result of that and the way they feel about their brand and then that feeds into further kind of this constantly exponentially growing thing versus just the images being valuable. Do you find yeah, exactly. that? Do you have to sort of, do you have to explain that to people or do they realize it themselves kind of thing? Some, a lot of people don't fully understand what they're capable of doing with it. But because of the nature of me and being quite open and literally anyone can talk to me about anything and I won't, I don't take any judgment on it. I just listen and learn is that so many people are potentially like capable of so much more. They just need to unlock themselves from the stuff that they put into their own heads. Like, if if you told me that um, when I left full-time employment um, four years ago, I would have basically 10x my first ever year's worth of income, I'd have laughed in your face. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said so. But actually what I'd allowed myself to do was actually instead of saying, no, that's a limit, I can't do that, it was like, okay, let's grow and find out ways to resolve that. But a lot of people think, oh, no, I need to have all these systems and structures in place beforehand, and I need to understand about all these other things before they go and get to it. Like, why would you want to learn about, like, the VAT threshold and then you're still earning 20 grand a year and you're like, well, I'm nowhere near that yet. I've got so much extra work to get done. So there's so many people out there that get so overwhelmed with thinking they see everyone else doing things and thinking, oh, I need to know about all of this lot. But the value I try and put into people is actually like turn the blinkers onto everything for a while. Don't judge yourself for a while and literally just allow yourself to, to grow to a place where you need to know about those problems. Like they're good problems to have. Like it's actually better for you to hire a professional to come and do your photo shoots purely because you just don't have the time to do it. Two hour shoot with, me or some other professional gives you enough content to last you for a couple of months you can then focus on your business some of the pts that i work with that have grown their businesses the most quickly have just focused on getting really solid content out and giving the most amount of value in that content it's not always it's not always at the highest quality it's not always um it's not always like the kind of most perfectly lit but it's about consistently putting out valuable stuff that people who know less than you know learn from and see what the values are in your business all of a sudden when you take that judgment away from you whether whether it's this all of a sudden you go well i can just put loads of this out and all of a sudden it's going to grow yeah it, this is the the boring unsexy advice but you're right it's it's a mindset problem and the the root cause of of all of this stuff that you said about people trying to amass all the the gear and the techniques and the preparing for the vat threshold and all this stuff before they've even started coaching their first client 
And it all comes from either perfectionism and trying to defer any actual work and being like, oh, well, if I just like fuss about this stuff loads, then I don't have to do the hard stuff. Or it's, as you say, a kind of a lack in confidence in their own ability. And so they see you take a good photo and they go, oh, it must be the camera. Like you must have a really good camera. And unfortunately that's, you know, it's a convenient way to a convenient defense mechanism, but it's shattered quite quickly. If you were to say, oh, all right, then do you want to have a go? <laughs> and then they're try, trying to use your camera and take a crap photo. And it's like, ah, oh, there's my excuse gone. You know, or seeing someone do a, an amazing lift and being like, oh, well, you must have a really expensive barbell. It's like, no, come on, mate. It's, it's not the barbell. And also, like, the, the I, I generally had a girl, um, I chatted with me the other day that she was really struggling because everything had to be perfect. And I said, the problem that you've got here is that you're chasing the little things to be perfect. But actually, the big thing here is far from perfect. And that's the thing you should be worrying about is actually if you're impacting 20, 30 people's lives and you're making an income from it, that's perfect. That means that you're actually impacting people and making a difference, whether you earn top money, whether you earn some money, whatever it is. Like, don't get me wrong, you should be paid rightly for your services. But actually, at the same time, what I believe is truly valuable here is that perfection is only your judgment on yourself. I don't judge myself on being perfect. Like, I've never tried to be perfect because I don't think there's any value in it. Whereas actually doing good for people and actually completely like almost not obsessing myself, but put myself into the place of like, I'm going to do a shoot with you and I'm going to find out what your issue is because I want to, I want to solve that issue. So when you go away, I know that you've gone home, you've solved that big problem of yours. And in 10 years time, I can look, you can look back and I can look back and go, you know, all those people that I've helped, they're now living better lives because of that stuff. That's where my value, like that's where I value myself and what my skills are. And that perfect, the perfectionist in that will never allow you to achieve that. But you're always looking at other smaller issues and you're trying to go, yeah, but that has to be perfect for that. That has to be perfect for that. And I always take it back. The easiest analogy of this is what are the best nights out to go on? The ones that are unplanned, you suddenly rush out of the house and you go and enjoy yourself. The ones you've been planning for three months to meet on this, you're going to go to this place. They're terrible. They're always the worst nights out. The unplanned, just going for it, being raw and actually just trying to be the best version of you means you get so much more fulfillment from life. That's and a, you'll that's probably good. find that you actually make more money from doing and living life like that than you would do by being perfectionist. Yeah, that's, that's a good comparison because one of them has spontaneity and with that comes the fluid enjoyment and just being able to to flow. And the other one's been overplanned and and is trying to approach a notion of perfect which doesn't exist like i'm convinced there is no such thing as perfect so by trying to achieve something that doesn't exist you all you're doing is just breeding neuroticism it's just holding you back from doing what you actually want to do there we go so at what stage in someone's development as a so someone's just started being an online coach they've just got their first few clients when <clears throat> when is it valuable to hire someone like yourself like is there a point where it's overkill if you're kind of going back to the you know just just move forward and just kind of progress with the first thing first like at what point does image and brand uplift and getting professional photos become the next kind of most important thing in your view i suppose it, it goes down to a person's like true values 
if someone's really worried about their looks and the level of professionalism and they can justify it, then yeah, if you value your time and you think you could be doing other things better and that could potentially benefit your business and start at the start. However, I think there's having a true understanding of where you're at and what's valuable to you. You know, how many how many people have you seen that have grown an influence and actually been able to run a business from just taking selfies? Like they're the worst photos ever, but they can just take that and they just add value and they can just, you know, do a little bit of that. So I've always been quite open with this. Like, I know that I help people save time and make them look good. But the time-saving element is the main thing that is beneficial to my clients. The fact that I make them look good is almost a convenience. So it's, it's based on the fact that if you really want to kind of crack on and kind of really grow your business and get to a level where you probably can achieve if you really get your head down into it, if you can justify it financially, then why not? If you can find, and also like there's so many photographers out there that may not take as good a photo as me or may not be as fast as me to get as many different photos, but actually can still de- deliver you good photos for a, for a price that you're happy to pay. But if that allows you to build your brand, what you're doing is telling the story. And that's what every single person will follow along with the story. They've seen you guys lose weight. They've seen you guys grow a business. They've seen you then mentor other people. So they've seen your journey. Would you now go back and say, if only I just had the perfect photos back then when I started this journey? You'd never would. You wouldn't even think about it. So the fact is, you've just got to document what you're doing, whether that is like, I love it. There's nothing better for me. I had a girl recently up in Glasgow who burst into tears because I forced her to talk on her stories. And later that night, she said, honestly, I think you've just changed my life. I was so overwhelmed with doing this. And I literally put on, I, I jumped on her phone, held it up in front of me and was like, hey, this is Megan's phone. Um, she's petrified of doing this, but I want you guys to realise just how much it would mean to her to be able to do this more regularly. Who would like to hear more from her? And she put a vote, yes, no. And literally like 85 people within an hour voted yes. And she'd been stuck in her own head so long about posting something like that. And all it was was just a video of her walking and talking. And it can be something so simple that can completely change a child. Like the client might not understand the difference between like different types of carbohydrates or different training plans or something like that. You give them that nugget of information. It doesn't matter if your hair's not great. I hate my teeth. I don't, I don't like the color of my teeth. I'm quite honest about it. And yet it never stops me talking on my stories. I get on there right now and talk because my clients don't pay me for the color of my teeth. They pay me for the, what I could do for them. So I would always say to people, if you're in this position where you're trying to grow your business, do as much as you can for yourself. If it then gets to a place where it's actually easier to go to a professional and you can go, you know, it's an investment into my business. Then you write some of it off in tax and all of that type of stuff. And you can justify and you go, you know what, I'm just trying to make my life easier because I'm trying to do too many things. That's when it's the best time to employ a professional because that's what they're there for, to take the pressure off of you and do what they do best. So especially if you've got the got the money in the business you're spending a lot of time which i think a lot of people do like trying to make these things perfect as we, as we as we're discussing yeah it's easier I've, I've i've refunded people when they've told me that they're struggling for it because it's not like i said to you, you don't need me to make you look perfect you just need to just allow yourself to just be you and get comfortable with that 
sorry to jump in there, but it's like, it, that's the thing. The money's not relevant to me. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I won't go down. I I already understand that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to be looking down. I wish I just not, I wish I just forced that client to pay me that 150 quid. <laughs> what's the benefit to it? Like, there's nothing, you're not going to go to bed going, oh, you know, I'm so happy about it. But actually, me saying to her, go out and put some photos out of yourself, give people some good information, find a way to get that money together that you're in a place where you can justify it, then do it. I'd never want someone to come and pay for me and then like be completely broken. Now, there is something that I see of value that where, for example, when I bought my camera, um, to my, my first big camera, I took out, uh, I put it on my credit card. I couldn't justify it at the time. But I was like, I wanted to scare myself a little bit. Now, I can understand that if you're in a position where you go, you know what, like this actually has got a lot of value to it. That £1,500 camera that I bought has led to me today doing what I do today. So I can see it if you can justify it and if you can find a way around it and it's not going to completely break. If someone's just started out their business, there is absolutely no necessity to rush out and buy whatever you could do all of your check-ins from a phone you could take all your photos from a phone you could post all your content from your phone and that's it yeah that's i think that's that's a great framework to just get out of your head put something forward and, and realize that people aren't worrying or have even clocked the color of your teeth or how your hair is on a certain day or whatever and i think this is one of the big the thing that applies with with video very much as well that or public speaking if anyone's done a public speech and they've been talking to a group of people and they're worrying about like oh what, what am i doing with my hands and the way that i'm the angle that i'm standing here is a bit weird and and oh i stumbled over that previous word whereas actually the audience 99 of their mental headspace is focused on what you're saying and the the mental bandwidth and thing the, the mental bandwidth is focused on what's on this what's on the slides not all the stuff that's going on internally and so being able to just throw yourself out of that is is massive and then as you've said as well like one, once that hits the point where you're like okay i need to outsource this because i i can fully then focus on the content then uh it just makes sense to hire a professional the same way that if you're trying to design your own website, you're going to do a worse job of it and take longer than if you just get a professional to do it. It's also like a client investing into you guys. It's like, why does a client come to you? Because they don't understand about something. You're going to save them time learning all about yourself. Yeah, exactly. So the, the way I always say it to people is if you can't justify the costs of working with me and all of that lot, go and find yourself two or three clients and get them to pay for it. Because if you can help change their life, they pay you. If I can then help change your life, then you can earn more money. Then all of a sudden you're in a place. Use that kind of, okay, I'm going to go and find five clients, put myself in a financial stable place. Be able to do it. But also, the thing is as well, is like when you learn to just be able to do it for yourself, it takes all the pressure away. It takes, like, it gives you freedom. Like the amount of people that come to me and just say, like, after a photo, photo shoot, they said, I just feel liberated. I feel like I can just finally just be me and that's okay. And that's actually more than okay. And then they're walking out the door buzzing, but they're messaging me late that night going like, I just feel free. And like just being able to do that. And all I've, all I've theoretically done is just point at the camera at them and just giving them some compliments. 
But <laughs> is that thing like? I mean, I don't know what's the what's the main like kind of demographic of your audience. Is this like PTs that are kind of pushing through the levels, or is it like early PTs? Or it's a it's a blend. So it, it's mainly busy personal trainers who are moving online, or people who are kind of in their like their online businesses in its infancy, typically. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like. I just think you've got to be doing all of the things that help you learn more about your business. Your clients are going to be the ones that are going to help you transform your life and their life. So I think when you start opening yourself up to the bigger realms of business, like I had some electrical work done in here today. Now I can run a cable. I used to do it for a living on the golf tour. However, I hate electrics. Why would I then sit here and worry myself to death over putting two plugs in when I could just get someone else to come in and do it? Actually, I can then get on with some sales calls or get on with something else. Um, it's even got to the point where I've, I'm having to employ my dad to drive for me when I come up north to come up and do Glasgow photo shoots and Newcastle shoots because those four hours of driving are so valuable to me that it's not worth justifying my time to drive it anymore. So, my, like, you know, I've got to the problem where I need to then pull back time. I've got my 10-month bulk sun sitting at home. I'm being here all day editing. I've got all the day tomorrow editing. I've got five photo shoots on Wednesday. We've got a family wedding for the rest of the week. My week gets packed out with roughly 20 to 30 hours photo shoots, whether that's in here or up around the country. I've got to travel to Brighton, to Glasgow. I sometimes work when obviously COVID's not a place, of Dubai, Portugal, all over the place. Get yourself so busy that you have to have these people in your life. Not just because, oh, actually, I'm a little bit stressed because, you know, this week's been a little bit tough. You know, like, just fight through it, be a bit of, tough, bit of a tougher cookie, push through it, get to the level you go, actually, I just need all this content done and I just need to take the stress away. And when you do it, make that payment, you go, there we go. And then that's when you know that you really need it. Until you're at that level where you're like, oh, I just can't move forward without it. Now, some people just really struggle with having photos and really struggle with the justification of it. Sometimes that is an unlock and you actually go, you know what, it's worth it because that is a big deal to me. I just wouldn't say anyone that's like, oh, I own a you know, grand £1,500 a month. I don't want you rushing to think that you need to take photos. You've clearly got something there to be able to make money with. Go and make a bit more of it, then put yourself into a place where you actually hire more people around you to then make your life easier. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer, personally. Like, we've, we have we had a photo shoot back in 2016 that we're still using photos from. Like, yeah, we look a bit older. We, <laughs> we're, uh, but, but it's for the sake of a single a single day rate to pump out content for years to come and use that in your branding and everything. And it's so much better than if we just tried to do it on the cheap and just did it ourselves, it wouldn't have looked as good. You know, if we're trying to set our phone up on a timer and um, stand in the right spot and everything, it's, it's, it's going to be nowhere near as good. And that's going to cheapen the brand for years to come. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, mean, I, I do think if you're at the level that you guys are at where you're kind of pushing more and higher and better than obviously having a professional just takes all the stress away. You focus on what you do best, leave them to it. I wouldn't ask my mate to fly a plane. I'd rather have a pilot does it and knows what they're doing and pay the right money for it. Um, but while you're starting out, I, I think it's good to taste everything. You want to know what it's like. Go out and do your own little photo shoot with a friend. Go and get some images. See if you've got some photos to be able to post. I know plenty of influencers that have got 200,000 followers that shoot with me once a year when they feel like it or they feel like a challenge. The rest of it's all selfies or they're just photos they take out with their boyfriends or whatever like that. And yet they can get a following, they can actually build up some interest in their work and they can sell a product. But the true value is if your product's good and you get good results, 
you can have a you can have a crap photographer and still look good. If you're not getting great results and you're hiring the best photographer, that's where you've got to start asking where your levels are at. I think that's a very balanced view, and there's a lot of, been a lot of meta lessons in this as well. Then, so thanks for your time. I know you've got a big day of editing as well. Um, but how can we find out more about you? Uh, my Instagram is the main place where I hide. Um, so uh, at Denmark Photo is the easiest place. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much where I put all my stuff or my, my website occasionally, but it's more uh, products and kind of services on there. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy to help. And if like, if there is anyone that's struggling with a bit of kind of like being held up with their business from the kind of confidence side of things of doing photo shoots or doing anything like that, feel free to put me a DM. I will try and help you um, as much as I can. And I do try and help put content out like that to try and then unlock people because realistically, it's just a thought in your head. Wise words. Ben, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Chapsback. Thank you for having me on board. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.